0: Welcome into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds on 1037 The Buzz, which you can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody have a wonderful weekend. I know I sure did, and I know it's been crazy, crazy, crazy times out there. For many different reasons, as we are still venturing into the coronavirus epidemic. I guess it's more of a pandemic, it's not an epidemic. I want to make sure I get the terminology right. But it's been crazy for all of us. And hopefully, everyone's staying safe, staying quarantined, staying healthy, staying sanitized, staying all that, as uh, we continue to try and hope and pray that this all comes to an end very, very, very soon. Which, as you know, uh, there hasn't been a lot to talk about here on the podcast necessarily. But we've been finding things. We've been finding things to get through and talk about and make as, as the best we can. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I got asked about to talk about on this podcast, and I think it's pretty fascinating because it ended up getting into and causing some really heated debates on social media especially. It's, it's a pretty simple thing, and it's looking back on the past of Arkansas. But if you remember early, let me put it this way. Two of the three most memorable seasons that Razorback football has had in the past 20 years has been the 2006 and 2011 seasons. The 2006 season is when Arkansas, the last time, they won the SEC West. They went 10-2 in the regular season, 7-1 in SEC play. They went on to lose to Florida in the SEC title game and then lose to Wisconsin in the Capital One Bowl. They finished 10-4 on the season. And then, of course, we remember in 2011, where you had Arkansas going 11-2 overall, 10-2 in the regular season. Their two losses being to the eventual national championship game and the champions. Alabama and LSU were the two losses there, respectively. But you ended up beating Kansas State in the Cotton Bowl and getting a uh, Cotton Bowl victory and a bit Cotton Bowl trophy and finishing fifth overall in the country at the end of the season. Now... I don't understand why this is controversial, but apparently this is what a lot of you wanted me to discuss and talk about, is between those two years, which year was considered the bigger success? Was the bigger success the year that Arkansas actually won the division, won the SEC West, because that actually meant something? And being able to buy those Western Division championship rings, which we all knew Houston Nutt was so fond of, Or was it the fact that when Arkansas finished number five in the country after going 11-2 and and the only two games you lost was to the two teams in the championship, to which many argued that Arkansas was the third best team in the country because those were the only two games that they lost? I don't understand how you can really have a debate between which one was better, which season was more successful, which was more enjoyable, all of that. Because to me... I want to have the end of the season be of something of note. I want the end result of the season to be something that you can actually hang your hat on and brag about and pump your chest out and, and just do something with. That's what I feel like it should be more about. And when you finish top five in the country, when you finish number five in the country after going 11-2 and two and winning the Cotton Bowl, which at that point in time, folks, if people remember, the only reason like Arkansas in that game was very important is because They wouldn't allow more than two conference teams in the BCS, and LSU and Alabama took that spot. So Arkansas just had to play in the Cotton Bowl, even though they were number six and Kansas State was number eight. So it was essentially a top-ten matchup, even though you had other games in the BCS being like between the 24th-ranked team and the 18th-ranked team going against each other in the BCS. People viewed the Cotton Bowl as being a true BCS bowl game because of the teams that were involved in it. But I would take that because it ends in such a better result. It leaves a better taste in your mouth. Feel confident about not only what the season was and be proud and excited of it, but also look forward to the future and to the next year. That's how I look at it, and that's why I would prefer the 2011 season. But there were so many of you that were saying that the 2006 season was better strictly because you actually won the SEC West outright that year. Like, there was no questions, no, no thought about it in any form, any shape, any manner. It was all you. And when I hear that, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I get why you want to remember that fondly is because that was the last time you've only done it and at least you had a chance to play and win the SEC even though you didn't. But to me, if you're going to lose in the SEC championship game, then what's the point? To me, an SEC West division title, especially then, it means more now, but especially then, really meant nothing. I mean, be honest. It, it was it took you to Atlanta, and that was all well and good and fun, but nobody remembers who the division title winners are. What they remember is who the championship teams were, who won it all, who won the SEC, who won the conference. Division titles mean Nothing. And nobody remembers that Arkansas won division titles except for Houston Nutt and Razorback fans. So I just don't don't like the fact that people would prefer that over what you had in 2011. I want the end result to be great. I want to have momentum flying in to the next year. And that's what Arkansas had in 2011. And in the SEC West would be great, especially right now. My goodness. Could you imagine winning it right now? If you win it right now, you're the best team in the country mean just pretty much has been for the past 10 years. Every team that was the best in the West ended up being the best overall. So I'd take it right now for sure, for sure. But I wouldn't take it over the 2011 season if it meant what it was in 2006. I just couldn't do it. But I'm glad that you guys had some interest in this topic. I think it's fascinating, and maybe a lot of you disagree. And if you do, let me know why. I'd like to know why you disagree with me. But I, both seasons were great. Both seasons were memorable. But 2011, to me, will always be a lot more special because of what it meant in the end and what you had going for you in 2012. And unfortunately, we all know how that actually ended up. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. I've been having some fun with this uh, basically every single morning. Since there's not much going on, I like to go back and look at old Razorback highlights of certain plays, of certain times, of certain games and moments, and all that stuff, and just re-put out the video for everybody to watch, and kind of just say, "Wake up to this moment." Some are good, some are funny, some are uh, feel good, you know, whatever. And like this morning, for instance, I put up, <laughs> I put up uh, a Wade when he uh, absolutely destroyed, nearly murdered. Than Vanderbilt player on the punt return. Um, so I put up stuff like that. And I put up, you know, Joe Adams plays and some great runs there, Darren McFadden, all that fun stuff. But of all of that, I've gotten a lot of interaction, a lot of retweets and likes. But by far, there has been one play that I have gotten more interaction from fans from than any other one by far. It's incredible. And the one play is of Matt Jones but not playing football. It's when he got a steal and a dunk against Auburn in 2002, I believe. No, 2004, actually. 2004. Where he got a steal and a dunk, he got an assist from Ronnie Brewer, and he just slams it home by running in transition. And I'm looking at that, and I and I laugh because I remember how cool it was. And I almost took it for granted in the moment because knowing that Arkansas had their quarterback, their starting quarterback, playing basketball and making athletic plays like that. And I, and it just really dawned on me that, man, yeah, that it, it's, it is truly incredible to think about how good he was and how much fun he was. So that led me into a kind of a rabbit hole on YouTube, which I'm sure a lot of you go through and end up having happen to you. It started making me think about all the plays that I could off the top of my head and that were great, but I just started watching games and highlights of Matt Jones, not only for football, but for basketball as well. And I can't even begin to describe how incredible he truly was. I think he might be the most underrated SEC football player of all time. And I don't think that's a stretch because there were, there's not been any other players like Matt Jones, not in this conference. There is not a single player in the SEC that was six foot six, ran a 437 40, had a 40 inch vertical, and played quarterback. And there was not one that has ever been like that. You've had some big athletes. You've had some great quarterbacks. I mean, you had Eisman winners. You had Joe Burrow, Cam Newton, Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow. I mean, you've had some great ones. But to see the how he played and the, and the way he played, it still just blows my mind that he was able to do the things that he did and making it looking so effortlessly. And the appreciation that I have now for him is even more than what it was at the time. Because I I wish I would have really appreciated and understood what we were seeing. What we were able to check out and just be a part of. (laughs) Because it was truly something to behold. And so that play was a good reminder. And so I hope everybody, you know, if you want to relive some of those great moments, just follow me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. You'll be able to see a lot of these videos I put up. And if you have any suggestions of some plays, some memorable ones, because I'm trying to do obscure ones because everyone's like, you know, you can put up the Scotty Thurman shot against Duke. And, I mean, yeah, that's awesome. And everyone knows that. But I'm trying to find the obscure great plays that not many people remember or think about when it's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't think about that guy. Like, Matt Jones dunking the ball. You know, that's not a plan that stands out in a lot of people's memories. So, I'm looking for any suggestions. So, if you have any recommendations, fire them my way. I'll be putting them out every single morning. So, be sure to check them out as well. But make sure you do that, folks. And, man, oh, man, Matt Jones was a treat. Could you imagine me playing college football right now? Woo, baby. That would be some sort of great time. But, unfortunately, he was a a one-of-a-kind. But we just got to be happy that it happened that's sad that it was over. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, folks. It's been all the rage about the Tiger King on Netflix. If you haven't watched it, you need to. It's pretty phenomenal stuff. It's incredible. It's truly incredible. And it's been all the rage of people talking about it and celebrities are coming out and talking about it. Talking about Joe Exotic and the craziness that he had and the th- things that he was doing, it's pretty pretty awesome. So if you haven't watched it in its entirety, I recommend you do so. But uh, either way, I have just been like when I've watched it and I've thought about it and just trying to break down all the stories and trying to make sense out of everything. It is not easy, not easy at all. But what I do know is that I believe Joe Exotic should be released from prison. Not because he's innocent. No, no, I mean, he, he had a lot of crimes going on. But I think he should be out because there needs to be a season two of Tiger King. And could you imagine, if for those of you who haven't watched, I'm sorry, this may be a spoiler alert, so you might want to turn off the podcast now, but could you imagine if Joe Exotic got out and he had that interaction with Jeff Lowe, the guy who stole his zoo? Like, could you imagine what that would be like? just the, the animosity and the anger and the aggressiveness of it all, to me, that would be the best thing ever. I could not wait to see that and to see what that interaction would be like. But unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get it. But my whole point is is that I like to see train wrecks via television, and that certainly was a train wreck for many different reasons. Carol Baskin did murder her husband by feeding her to the Tigers. I firmly believe that. I believe Jeff Lowe is the lowest person POS that ever existed on this planet That type of person He is awful in every regard I think Joe Exotic got Wrapped up too much in trying to be a celebrity That he forgot about the most important Things which was his business and what he was trying To do with the Tigers and all that Got wrapped up in it and uh, That's not even to really go through all the Crazy stuff that happened on that show but man it I'm happy I'm I was Really sad to see it come to an end I wanted to see More but either way I uh, hope that there's a season two, even though they're out there will be. But I'm going to try to go to one of these zoos. You know, I want to see if I can go to the GW Zoo out there in Oklahoma when it gets, obviously, all this ends. See if I can find Jeff Lowe. See if I can, you know, be like, hey, man, um, you're pretty terrible. Actually, I don't know. I probably wouldn't say that. I probably just want a picture with him. But either way, it's got to be doing really well for their business, That's, at least when everything gets done with this coronavirus. I don't even know if they're closed down. They may not be closed down, but – Uh, great stuff, great riveting stuff, and thank goodness we had it during the coronavirus because I was running out of stuff to watch, but luckily the Tiger King really, really helped me out. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel. Tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.